genre. Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I am Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today, we continue our swing through the Spider-Man franchise with the tonal whiplash of a sequel about nerds, blood, and grief. It's 2014's The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And more importantly, spinoffs. Spinoffs. So many fucking spinoffs. Um... Yeah, I want to I want to dig deep on that a little bit. Maybe on the other side of our uh, of our uh, episode, we're about the the Patreon thing we're about to air for sure. Um, yeah. So so uh, okay. Um, Amazing Spider Man two came yeah. out in twenty fourteen. That's yeah, the did. same same summer as um, Winter Soldier, right? Yeah, Winter Soldier came out in like April, right? Guardians the- of the Galaxy August. And then yeah. you have this in the middle, just just disappointing everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, it felt like Spider Man was done. It felt like it did. It was over. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really, it really does go to show, like, oh yeah, there really was only one thing they could do at this point, which was yeah. loan the character out to Marvel Studios. For um, sure. because yikes, <laughs> and it worked out. Better than probably even they could have hoped, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, this movie just reeks of, of corporate non-creatives just putting their thumb on every imaginable scale to just like, no, it has to have this. 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 Um, and, and not knowing what the fuck they're talking about. And, you know, the screenwriters and Mark Webb just being like, well, fuck, I don't know. Whatever, I guess. Hope we all have fun. (laughs) (laughs) And to say nothing of like Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone and Dane DeHaan and Sally Field and everyone in this movie. Just like, yeah, what are we even doing here? Like, what is this? What what is this? We're artists. Like, we need something to cling on to. And like, this is being rejiggered and changed like as we are filming. Yeah. And poor Shailene Woodley. Yeah. Well, we never got to see. Uh, oh, same year as Divergent. Oh, wow. Wow. Wait. Um, And also Fault in Our Stars? Oh, wow. So this is like a big year for her, and they just cut her out of this movie. Yeah. Maybe the biggest Wild. Year. Crazy. I mean, like, wow. I think we both were kind of at peace with cutting MJ from this at the, in 2021. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, like, I was—I was, I was in, excited for a love triangle. I got to be honest, for sure, for sure. Um, and like peak—I mean, I was—I mean, freaking uh, 
Oh my god, that that's 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 shitty of me. I forgot the name of the movie that I love. Um the one that she did with Miles Teller. Oh. Uh well, uh, spectacular now. Spectacular now. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I was like a big Shailene Woodley fan and was really looking forward to her playing MJ and like it's still I, I, you know, if I'm ever if I ever like sneak into the Sony lot, I would like to see if they have any of watch that. Watch those dailies. Watch those dailies. Just to yeah. just to see out of curiosity. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like, for sure. I think, you know, you mentioned this in passing last week on the Amazing Spider-Man uh, uh, movie. You you uh, you mentioned, because you were talking about, we were talking about the chemistry between Andrew Garfield and uh, Emma Stone and how it differs from yeah. the chemistry of of uh, Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. And um, you mentioned in passing, like comparing them to uh, Seth Cohen and, and Summer Roberts from, mm-hmm. from the OC. And I was just like, could you imagine a world where Josh Schwartz writes a Spider-Man movie for Mark Webb? I don't think my hype could have would have oh ever gosh. been higher. Forget about it. Yeah, it's like did I, you wish really I, hard, you know? Uh yeah, I mean Jesus Christ. Uh I feel like he would have been the perfect writer to write exactly the movies that Mark Webb wanted to make. I still would love to see the Spider-Man movie that was like a hundred percent of Mark Webb. Job. Yeah. Like, 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 like he was like really on board for had control over the screenplay, like let, let, like picked his writer, like yeah. the whole, the whole thing, like know? a mellow, a melodramatic OC kind of teen soap opera with, yeah. with some comedy and some, some superhero action in there. You yeah. Know? I'll even, I'll even corporatize it and I'll say, uh, they hire him before a script is written and then he brings in the guys that wrote 500 Days of Summer and Spectacular Now and Fault in Our Stars. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, they bring He brings in those guys. They do a first draft, get busy on other stuff, and then uh, they bring in Josh Schwartz to do like a rewrite. Yeah. Yeah. And you get a, you get a script that's like ampersand those guys and Josh Schwartz. No, totally, totally. Because like... Every to me still, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll hear me, but like everything Peter and Gwen in this movie, like sings for me. And uh, yes, on a on a on a on a micro level, I think on a macro level, I think we both agreed that it's like it's a little too wishy washy because this movie is all like, uh, uh, I love you more than anything. I can't be with you. Just kidding. Let's get back together. Actually, we should break up. Yeah. Actually, let's get back together. Oh no, you're dead. Um, that's <laughs> for sure. That's that's what the that's what their romantic subplot in this movie is. Yeah, and I can't remember if this was a if you said this about three or like taken one to one, it works on a scene by scene basis because they're so good. But then, yeah, when you look yeah. at the whole, it's very like, oh, like where where are we? What is this? You know, right, right, right. Um. So, uh, yeah, I think we, I think to say the least, we have a lot of complicated feelings about this. Um, I think this was the first, this was the first Spider-Man movie that like, like Spider-Man three, I, there was something about it that I still mostly liked, right. Mm -hmm. Having seen it the first time to a point where like, I wasn't ready to defend it against other people, but I was still like, I don't know. I have a good time, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) fuck you haters. Um, and then, uh, and then with with uh, Amazing Spider-Man, that was more of like I'm trying to convince myself that I like it because I love Spider-Man so much. Mm-hmm. This was the first one where I was just like, 
fuck, what a missed opportunity this is. What the fuck is this goblin thing? What the hell did they do to Electro? What is Jamie Foxx doing? Who is this Nazi scientist guy in like two scenes? Dr. Kafka, like, yeah. Yeah, what is what what is all this shit about his blood? Why are they playing uh, 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 the itsy bitsy spider in the score um, with the with the electronic score? Like all oh, of that man. shit. Like I left this movie just being like, what a bummer! Like I <laughs> I I was like I was like, there's so many good things in this, but all of the bad stuff was so distracting. That I remember, like, this was the first Spider-Man movie that I left being like, fuck, that was awful. God <laughs> damn it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, do you, I definitely remember the summer this came out, like, yeah, definitely being more satisfied than that. Like, I am still a big defender of Hans Zimmer's Go For Broke EDM electronic score and how it, if he, it's like the character the characters looping thoughts played into the score. I just think yeah. that's so cool. I think that's my like, fuck you haters moment, I guess of like, <laughs> sure. I just, anytime you do something kind of uh, conceptual with a score and Hans Zimmer, especially because like, we all know what Hans Zimmer sleepwalking can sound like. And yeah. this, to me, this is not that. Um, sure. And I kind of like the Spider-Man theme. It's weird how it's totally yeah. different from the first one. Like, yeah, uh, that's actually that's a bummer that they don't that he doesn't have a consistent score the way that Toby or or Tom does. Yeah, no, because it's it's James Horner in the first one, right. and then it's it's dun, Hans dun, Zimmer dun, dun, on this one. Dun 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 yeah. dun dun, and then this one it's like. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can do it from memory. Yeah, that's uh, true. Um, uh, but I'm a I'm me. Uh, I. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a, there's a, there's a reason that Jamie Fox completely ditches this character when he comes back for No Way Home. Yes, yes. Um, I also just think there is a certain type of actor who, when they get cast in a superhero movie, and they have not seen any superhero movies of mm-hmm. the past like ten years. They're just like, oh yeah, superhero movies, like like uh, like Batman Forever, right? Like that's so that's what I'm doing, and both him and Giamatti are both doing that. Very yeah, very Batman Forever, very like Saturday morning cartoon, um, yeah, which is jarring in these movies. Which is like, yes, you have Peter and Gwen and, and Aunt May, which are so grounded. Yeah, um, yeah. This is such a left turn tonally. Uh, from that first movie, which was like very like serious and. But I th- I think an over going back to like the fans, I think an overcorrection. I think a lot of people were like, it's too gritty, and this is post Avengers where they're yeah. like, oh, actually people people didn't laugh Chris Evans off the screen when he was in his Captain America suit. So like, right? Maybe, maybe we can kind of like definitely. Goofy. I I think it's more complex than an overcorrection because mm-hmm. I I I think it is I think it is a correction. But the problem is that no one understands how to correct what they're correcting. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? So there's so it's not that it. they're overcorrecting. It's just that they don't understand, like, I don't know, I guess colors and cr- crazy, wacky characters. I guess that's what they want. And it's like, did you watch Avengers? Did you, like, like nothing? Nothing came out of that for you? Like, you, you didn't get what you were missing? Right. Um, I, I just think there's just a lot of, like, really bad execs. Uh, pulling the strings on this one. Well, there's that old adage, right? Like Hollywood always will always learn the wrong lessons from right. anything. And I think they looked at Avengers and they were like, okay, yeah, like no more gritty, no more dark. 
and and also we need to this needs to lead into like eight other movies like right we have to compete with marvel we only have spider-man so we need to create the spider-man cinematic universe right right um and they're still trying yep (laughs) god god love them uh, <laughs> they're still trying. I mean, it's funny. I, 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 you know, I, I think I want to save a lot of this conversation for the other side of the, uh-huh. the, the Patreon episode. But like, yeah, it is funny that like, I don't know. They just they don't know what they're doing. Over there. <laughs> they're trying everything, and it's all failing except for Venom. Um, yeah, but, I, uh, I have a lot of nostalgia for this movie too. Um, mm-hmm. this just you know twenty the summer of twenty fourteen. Did I get into this? Did I get into the the song for Zula thing? And like, I, the, you know, that, that song that plays when Peter almost gets hit by a, a car when he sees MJ and he's crossing the street. No, uh, I was like, I, I kind of was going through, I had kind of like a Gwen Stacy in my life that summer. And yeah. like, we spent that whole summer kind of just like, Hey, we were both in town from college. Like neither of us went home. And so we just were like going to like markets and driving around and going to parties and stuff. And like that song kind of became like my theme song. And like when I saw that, the movie, I was like, whoa, you know, it's like the moments where cinema and life kind of like had a, an eclipse for me. And mm-hmm. so looking back, every time I watch this movie, I am just taken back into that little slice of my youth and mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, yeah, good times. And so sure, I can't help but have a soft spot for this movie, even though it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a hot mess. Any any way you yeah. look at it. And yeah. It's a bummer that this kind of broke Andrew Garfield for a few years. Like it did because he really he really went into this with his whole heart and wanted to be our generation Spider-Man. And thankfully, he kind of was given the opportunity to redeem Peter three and no way home. And like you said last week, like now we all love him. But like, yeah, it it sucked that this like made someone more cynical, you know? Yeah, he he's so good in these movies that I think he is single-handedly convinced a lot of people that these movies are good. Sure. And, and there's a lot of nostalgia that people have for these movies as a result. Um, but it reminds me a lot of like, like the, 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 the Snyder people and, and how obsessed they are with like Henry Cavill as, as Superman and Ben Affleck as Batman, because they're like, they're so good. Why would you recast them? Why would you, why would you change something that's working so well? Um, we just want this person to do it. This is this, this is my Spider-Man and it's the same it's the same thing with this, you know? It's like that's my Superman, this is my Spider-Man. And I think it's just because like regardless of the movie that he's in, he is so good that people want more of him, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, and it's like you look, and then you talk to the actors and Ben Affleck is like I never want to put on that that suit again in my goddamn life. <laughs> yeah, please. Please no. He's lying. Please. That's not really him. That's a don't, deep fake. Don't ever say the word Batman in don't my presence. Ever say Batman again. again. <laughs> uh, and and uh, yeah, just yeah, big, it, yeah, big, big, some, yeah, some big swings, but big missed opportunities. But yeah, I, uh, it's, I guess it's like, I guess the cool thing about No Way Home is it kind of just like validates everything. And so now it's like it's okay that those movies happen because it this happened too, yeah. and like right, they are they're all Spider Man in a way, right? It just kind of I don't know. It's pretty you. It's it's an act of humility, I think. But you, Tom Holland was this really popular dude 
I mean, like, you know, people were really already really behind him. And instead of being like, I'm the ultimate Spider-Man, it was like, no, we're all Spider-Man equally. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Felicia Hardy. Well, all right. So let's 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 talk about this hot mess. Yeah. Um, uh, enjoy uh, 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 2021. Uh, Nick and Scott talking about Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, just as a reminder, this is prior to the release of No Way Home. So if we say if we if we uh, if we're like uh, you know uh, guessing about like what's in No Way Home, uh, please forgive our uh, our uh, wrong guesses. Yeah, maybe uh, you don't need to tell us in the Discord that we were wrong two years ago. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. Um, if you could if you could not, uh, <laughs> or worse, leave an iTunes review telling us we were wrong about our <laughs> No Way Home theory. These idiots didn't even watch this movie. No, no, it's from it's it hadn't come out yet. Relax. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so, so, uh, enjoy that conversation and we'll be back on the other side. genre patreon supporters welcome back to another uh scott and nick watch one of the amazing spider-man movies <laughs> bonus podcast yes part <laughs> yes part two of two part two of two um so yeah so let's talk about amazing spider-man 2 now this one um you know it's tough because like obviously i'm not able to do all of the the normal um, levels of research that I do for this one because they didn't release any behind the scenes stuff or like there's no art book. There's no, there's nothing. Uh, there's no information on this movie. Uh, oh, okay. There, there was never like a, a making of book that was published or. Okay. No, no, they didn't want anyone to know about <laughs> how, this, how this happened. How the sausage was made on this one, I guess. Um, yeah, so it's, it's tough. So this is going to be a lot of extrapolating from, uh, different sources and things like that. Um, but like, I don't really have a, a strong narrative like I normally do with these behind the scenes stories. You know, um, I am, I feel like I was, I was thinking during my rewatch today, this movie came out in the summer of 2014, maybe mm -hmm. the height of my online film nerdery. Mm -hmm. where I was going on Badass Digest or Birth Movies Death, whatever it was called at the time, like yeah. every day. And I felt and I felt like that stuff had, has been so well chronicled and I was just reading all those articles whenever it came out that mm -hmm. I kind of have like pieced together. Like, you know, I mean, I, I feel like we all have that it, this movie came out in the midst of kind of a franchise arms race. Yeah. Where Sony was just, trying to amass whatever kind of armory it could with its IP. Yeah. And so like, yeah, this movie was just stuffed to the brim with like spinoff ideas. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, this movie is only 20 minutes shorter than No Way Home. Is, and, yeah. and and No Way Home uh, might have two more Spider-Mans in it. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I um, I have I have a lot of affection for this movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of a comfort movie for me. And but sure. I but I also watch it like once every five years or something. And so twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the cycle. Yeah. Uh, so I'm always like, so today I was sitting down to watch it kind of like one, I guess. And I was like, I, I remember a lot of this being fun. I'm a defender of this movie. I bet I'm going to have a really good time. And then I remember that there's like 45 solid minutes of this that are just like a chore to get through. Yeah. Where you're like, what am I? Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know what they were thinking with all of the, the father stuff. Mm. Um, and the fact that like, like Peter's mom, oh, goes too, and it's like, but what is she? What is she, why? Why are you dragging her along? Like, so what does I, she I have to do with any of this. I I, I I took like light notes during my rewatch today. Um, yeah, and one of my first notes, Mary's first line is her being interrupted. Great. Like the her first scene, or maybe her only scene is like, now he likes to sleep with a nightlight, and Peter's like, shut shut up, we gotta go, come on. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Great. Just her saying goodbye to her son. Oh, and you're right. Man. Like, it's, it's so, it just feels so hacky to me. Um, yes. And, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, the, the, the message from Krypton that we get of like the dad working in a lab. Yes. And like, it would have been I'm so not easy. a bad guy. May history forgive me for what I've done splicing yeah. animals, but like it would have been so easy and cool for it to be like a husband wife science team. Yeah, well, you know what he's talking about when he says that, right? It's not the it's not the animal splicing thing. It's, oh, it's it's what the third film was going to be, which was apparently okay going to be, uh, the ultimate version, like the ultimate comics version of. Venom, the Venom storyline and the the symbiote and everything about how it heals things, but it was going to be like some pet cemetery shit where he was going to use the symbiote to bring Gwen back to life. Oh. But she was going to become Carnage. Whoa! Oh, yeah. man. That's what the third one was going to be. Um but he was also going to I think he was also going to bring back her dad. And like, but he was going to be bad. So like, it was going to be like this weird, like, we're going to redo the symbiote stuff without Eddie Brock mm-hmm. and like do this. And maybe Eddie Brock would have been in it, but like not be Venom. I don't know. But who knows? Um, I mean, you know, that yeah. that feels so like this series because mm-hmm. it is a mixture of like totally weird out of left field stuff and like <laughs> weirdly sticking to the Raimi trilogy. Of yeah. like, introducing Venom in the third movie. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, I, you know, I'd heard that that was what it was going to be because uh, notably when, <laughs> when, um, when she signed on for this movie as Gwen Stacy, Emma Stone signed on for this and a second sequel. Mm-hmm. A and, but then she dies in this one. So it's like, well, wait, why? <laughs> why did you sign on for another one? And yeah, I guess that was what the plan was. So. Or they were just going to have, uh, she was going to have like a, a Dennis Leary type force ghost cameos. 
God, I would hope that it would have been more than that. But yeah, I mean, because she's um, Gwen Stacy's carnage in the Ultimate, Ultimate. Comics. Yeah. Like, it happens the same way, I think. I think she dies, and then the thing, the 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 the, the symbiote, the cancer-curing yeah. symbiote, brings her back to life as, like, this lifeless husk, evil yeah. husk, and that's the kind I, thing, I, yeah. I definitely remember, I guess, spoilers for Ultimate Spider-Man. I, 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 <laughs> I remember her... From, like, literally 15 years ago yeah. or something like that, yeah. I remember her death being a very memorable cliffhanger to me because it, yeah. it ended a book. And it was just so brutal and violent. And I was like, whoa, 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 oh my God, what just happened? You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That would have been really cool to see Emma Stone play Carnage. Um, yeah. Especially, we didn't know it at the time, how good of an actress I think she is. Um, which, I don't she, think we, we knew, we knew we liked her, but we, I don't think we knew that she could like, she had like characters in her, you know what I mean? Right. In a post, like the favorite Corella right world, you know kind of knowing yeah that that and it's like it's so hard to imagine i was thinking about this it's so hard to imagine a third one without her because their chemistry is so it's such like the beating heart of these movies mm-hmm. that like i was like i'm almost glad there isn't a weird third one where she's just not is is not in at all yeah well i mean i mean that that uh brings up the next thing that i I I literally spent the majority of my research time trying to find answers. Mm. I want to know what these Shailene Woodley scenes are. Oh my gosh. That yeah. they literally shot at like where Shailene Woodley plays Mary Jane. You can see pictures online. Just Shailene Woodley, Mary Jane, and you'll get a ton of photos of like her and Andrew Garfield and her and Emma Stone like shooting scenes together. And her entire character was taken out of the movie. Um, as far as I can tell, it seems that she was kind of a runner in the movie um, where she had like a handful of scenes, not many more than um, Aunt May does. But she was going to have an additional uh, storyline uh, where she's a waitress and is working at her diner that she works at. When the electricity goes down and everyone panics and it's like <laughs> she's it. in the she's in the restaurant, Aunt May's in the hospital. And like then those random guys that we don't know about are <laughs> are running the airport, you know. Oh, um, man, that was great. When we had like when we spent a full like 10 seconds, I'm like, we did it. And like everyone's like hugging and jumping up and down. It's like, All right, let's get back to work. Let's land those jets. And I'm like, OK, cool. <laughs> you sure. Yeah. <laughs> New York City, I guess, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's um, really cool. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, you know, I remember 2014 Nick learning mm-hmm. that like Shailene Woodley is playing Mary Jane Watson and like, like, whoa. And like, that is one of the, like, if I ever get a chance to like be on the other side of like the studio wall, so to speak, I'm like, Hey, does anybody have those Shailene Woodley, Mary Jane Watson dailies? Cause like, I'm yeah. curious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm absolutely curious. I just, I want to know what her vibe is as Mary Jane. I like it in the the um spy photos that you can find like where she's like she's got her little motorbike with the helmet and it's like just right out of the comics with the motorbike like i think it's fun yeah like it's a it's a version of mj that like comic readers like love a lot but i don't think has had a chance to be in a lot of the film and cartoon adaptations of her yeah um even like mj as kind of like her own character yeah um but oh oh something I I thought I something I never thought thought of before. But you know the cold open it starts with the parents. Um, 
the mother's name is Mary. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to have like one of my romantic partners be like, have the same first name as my mom. That would take a lot. Oh, true. Yeah. Well, it's fine. She's dead and he barely remembers her. So it's right. Cause she wasn't a very important part of his life. You'd you'd think. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. Let's go. (laughs) Come on. We're going to go. What am I? What's my job? Because <laughs> um, she's in enough, she's aware enough to like she's not surprised by any of it, like in the jet, and you know, she seems yeah. like she's pretty well indoctrinated, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, into you know, whatever Richard's been doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. What do you think about that opening? I think it's awful. Um <laughs> and 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 just like uh, I, I mean, it's one thing that I did notice about it this time was that it opens on the insides of his watch and I'm like, mm. oh, foreshadowing. And like this movie is just loaded to the gills with Gwen's going to die in this one. Foreshadowing. Oh my gosh. Her graduation speech, her graduation speech, which is literally about like, you know, the thing that I love most about living is living. I love <laughs> living. I love life. But you know um, it's there's... finite. It ends. <laughs> yeah, but I've but I've done it. I've I really we really did it, didn't we? We really I, lived. <laughs> I uh, now I will quote my favorite movie, Bottle Rocket. <laughs> but okay, so but I guess if I if I wanted to extend uh, 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 the benefit of the doubt to the movie and to mm-hmm. Messrs. Roberto and and Kurtzman, um, yeah, I, specifically, he... uh, let's see, it's. It is okay. So it's one of those ones where it's like four people and then another yeah, eight people so, in the story. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's James Vanderbilt wrote the first draft yeah. of the movie, carrying um, over from ASM one. Right. Right. So he got he got first first stab at it, um, and then uh, and then J- uh, Jeff Pinker. Pin, Pin, Pinkner, um, who was uh, a writer on Fringe. I think he might have been the showrunner on Fringe. Um, he did a draft with, I think, Kurtzman and Orsi. I think they all wrote I was going to say. Together. Yeah, because Fringe yeah. was a bad robot joint. Right, right. And so I think, I, think that was the, I think that was the order of operations that they just took over from him. Um, but... It's it's weird because it feels so spliced together. It, it does tonally. no for for sure tonally it is a mess. But what, what I was going to say is for in, as in regards to Gwen's speech, I was watching it this time and I'm like, you know, I guess it it works in the context of her talking about her dad. Yeah, her being like, believe me, I know, like life is finite because like my dad got s- slashed open by a lizard man. A few months ago, and I was like, right. I, I was like, I, that's kind of, I guess that's, I'll, I don't know. And I was just kind of looking to give this movie excuses, yeah, for the first like hour um, or so, yeah. But the constant foreshadowing of like time, we don't have any time. Look at all these gears, uh, yeah. And I, okay, I don't know. How, <laughs> uh, we we could talk about that. I, I have opinions about the Gwen stuff that I want to get your opinion about as like a real Spidey fan, yeah, um, but. As a fan of the Raimi movies, I wanted to get your opinion. Isn't it weird how, like, the first scene is their high school graduation? And, like, mm-hmm. there's a part where, you know, where Sally Field is like, oh, I miss your Uncle Ben. And I, I immediately, my brain was like, I missed him a lot today. Yes. And, and I was like, why did they And keep- then he, 
he kind of says it like he kind of says the line just like in a new way the same way they did with great power comes great responsibility in the last movie absolutely and i was just so frustrated that they keep choosing to like just do like the the scope of this this is such a big world you can have them do anything yeah i i the thing that i was frustrated by too is like you open with their graduation and it's just like well then why were we in high school at all like you guys made such a big to do about how we're going back to high school you've never seen spider-man like this and it's like why because instead of half a movie he's in high school for one full movie like what's the difference um like at this point, if you're gonna do something new, just don't have an origin, have him already be Spider Man and in college and start that way. Like right. he was a loner in high school, didn't really have any friends, and now he's in college fresh and start. he meets Gwen Stacy. Yeah. And it's like a fresh start. But also he's Spider Man and like That's yeah. really cool. And he's got a he's got a roommate in college named Harry Osborne, and he's like, What's the deal with this weird kid who like, you know, he oh. seems kinda cool, but oh, then he's like, rich. He keeps flaking. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, no, for sure. That's yeah, yeah. and like, yeah, that and in regards to the high school of it all, I think it really highlights what a cool job the MCU movies have done. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't even know if he. I really hope there's not a graduation scene in Far From Home or, or No Way Home, but like, I really feel like they've stretched that premise and really taken advantage of like, no, he's in high school. He's a kid. Yeah. Yeah, but it's well, not, after oh, please. well after after Tom Holland saying repeatedly that he wants to play Spider Man forever, he just said just like today I think yeah, like, yeah. well as of us recording this he's like if I'm still playing Spider Man when I'm thirty something has gone very wrong. Um, it's a it's a really interesting. It was a for a GQ profile. Um, yeah, and I read it, and it is is interesting because it's like Amy Pascal is like I never want to make Spider Man movies without him. Like, I love him. And then in the same paragraph, he is kind of like, oh, boy, I don't know. Like, do I still want to do this when I'm 30? Which is weird because, like, that's he's as 25. A- he's 25. He got cast when he was 19. He's been doing this for, like, six years. Yeah. And yet he is just now. He he says, like, oh, if I'm still doing this, by I'm 30. And, like, Andrew Garfield is easily, like, 31, 32 in this movie. Yeah. Right. And, I- and also, if I'm still doing this when, I- when I'm 30. And it's like. You know, if the other Spider-Mans are in this movie, that's, like, really mean. <laughs> well, okay, so I, I, I thought that, Imagine too. playing Spider-Man again when you're over but, 30. <laughs> but that's why, I, that's why I, I did the math of, like, but has he been doing this for significantly longer than the other two? Because, mm. like, he's been doing this since, like, 2015. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, Civil War came out in 16, so it's, like, right. has he been, like... Has he has he logged more hours? Because yeah, because he's been in six movies as Spider Man for sure. I think they did with him what because I I mean I love Andrew Garfield. I you know I mean like he's you know especially in this movie I think he's a lot better or he's given a lot more stuff to do. Yeah, but it's weird that they made like you said such a hullabaloo about this being a fresh start and then they cast like a twenty nine year old man. Yeah, to play like high schooler Peter Parker. Right, right. Yeah, that's a that's a bummer. Um, so, okay. Oh, but, but like, but, uh, so right off the bat, some things I like about this movie okay. that are in like the opening seconds, uh, okay. I really like the Hans Zimmer score. The, the Zimmer score is mostly good. Yes. Yes. We've, uh, we've, I feel like we've even recorded a podcast already of us talking about this movie. Maybe when it first came out. Um, Maybe. 
but I like the tech, the techno electro stuff just because I like it when scores go and do weird concept stuff. Okay. But it is stupid sometimes objectively. I think. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't like the itsy bitsy spider part. Oh, that's yeah. Least. I hate that. That's, that's yeah. dumb. The, the rest of it is fine. But, um, yeah. And I think this is my favorite Spidey suit. Okay. Just like for something about personal preference. I like the fabric. I like that you can see the folds on his back when he's yeah, swinging. I do like that. Yeah. I, I, I just think that um, I think that it's successful when it's in like it's certain times and then, but it's not consistent. It's like the colors shift like tint a lot mm-hmm. where like, you know, in, in, at the beginning of the movie, it's like bright red and bright blue. And then like at the end of the movie, he's, it's like dark Navy and like kind yeah. of like bright red. And it's like, it doesn't. The electro it, fight it, in general. I mean, it looks like I, I was, I remember thinking, wow, this looks like a video game, but then I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not even true because the video game Spider-Man looks way better than this. <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. It's, I get what people like about the suit and I don't dislike the suit, but I have yet to get the perfect Spider-Man suit in a Spider-Man movie for me. Um, do you have a there's still things of, uh, what's that? Do you have like a closest suit? Like a suit that's like, oh, that's almost right. Um, honestly, the closest one that I can think of is the one that Tom Holland wore on set in civil war that they painted over in cgi oh damn okay i'll have to look that up yeah yeah that's probably the closest i've ever seen to be like oh my god it's a spider-man suit also Um, what's cool about and this is kind of just throughout the movie because there's a lot of moments but like i feel like they give garfield garfield has the most opportunity to act in his suit mm -hmm. like he gets a lot of moments where his physical acting inside of the suit and you can tell that it's him and yeah. it's unfortunate because I feel like Tom Holland is always wearing like just a green screen suit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot of him as Spider-Man in this that I really, really love a lot. And his Peter is good in this because they're not trying to make him like a nerd that no girl would ever want to date. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was thinking about that because there's a moment in the graduation where Peter Parker Again, the nerdiest, most like dorky yeah. kid in school skateboards late onto, <laughs> onto his high school graduation and like yeah. kisses the valid, the beautiful valedictorian who just gave an amazing speech. What's 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 the character's uh, what's what's uh, uh, what, what is his name in uh, in community? The the Mitch um, Starburns. No, not Starburns. The character that they had like toward the end of the show, the the creator of Arrested Development played him. Oh yeah, yeah, Mitch Hurwitz's character. Mitch Hurwitz's character. Yeah, he like, where he was just like, hey, he had like a pop collar. Hey. Yeah, the fucking coolest guy ever. Yeah, that's that's what his vibe yeah. is in that scene. You, you find out in this movie that his childhood best friend was like a billionaire. Right. Yeah. Um, which I don't like any of that. I don't like any of that retconning. I it would have done it w- they would have done themselves so many favors if there had just been passing references to Harry being in Switzerland in the first one. Yep. Yep. Cuz yep. it just but feels yeah. I good. don't think I don't think they had any inkling no, complete, for sure. of doing Harry in this movie. I think that that was a studio note. I or or I yeah, I think it was a studio note of like, oh, we got to bring like 
I think that's why Mary Jane was in this one. Oh, and then yeah. I think that's why he ended up in this because they were like, we got to bring these people in because I, I that think, first one didn't do very well. I, absolutely. I think most of this movie is like a reaction to the first one and like a ser- you know, Mark Webb endured however many meetings after the first one about like any, the suit needs to be different. It needs to be funnier. It, we have to include all these spinoff ideas. It has to do this. Yeah. It has to do that. Yeah. And like, so I don't even know like what Webb's vision of the second one was, if there even ever was one. I don't know. I do know that, um, I know that he was not going to come back for another one and that that third one was uh, not something he was super interested in doing. Sure. Um, Even though it was what Orsi and Kurtzman wanted. Um, But the idea, I think, was going to be that he was going to. So, like, I did get confirmation that those Drew Goddard Sinister Six movies it, there was going to be two of them and oh. they were they were uh it, they were specifically like going to be the amazing spider-man four and five like that was oh what, okay that's what they were is it was spider-man versus the sinister six part and one it was going to be like yeah it was going to be like their avengers you know but you know their version of what that was and they were getting drew goddard to do that wow um, that's yeah half i mean the idea of a drew goddard written and directed spider-man movie was really cool yes um yeah but, he just kept getting shafted yeah yes he, he has um he has interesting luck yeah like, at once he's had like a very like and you know like oh my god look at all the cool stuff that he's done but then it's like wow look at all this stuff that's like falling apart that he spent years of his life uh, i know making yeah so uh gwen De- gwen dumps peter yeah i dump your um, ass right i dump your ass <laughs> um yeah so there's that um it's cool i, I think this might be the most attention a spider-man movie has spent to the romance angle yeah uh it's just that it's a little um i Trite. don't know yeah the old i'm going to england <laughs> You know, it's just so wishy-washy too, like mm-hmm. where it's like, uh, oh God, I love you so much. Uh, cut to that evening. We need to break up. Uh, right. And then it's like, but as soon as we're broken up, I'm going to stalk you once a day. Yeah. And then I'm going to tell you about it and, and we're going to get back together, but then we're going to break up again and then we're going to get back together. Again. <laughs> yeah. And like, and like, yeah, they have that weird, like, let's see if we can hang out platonically, but then it just very quickly devolves into a date. <laughs> Yes. Or they're they're act they're the like the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is they can't. There's just too much natural chemistry there. Yeah. So you you referenced the birthday boy earlier. Sure um, did. It's a special day. It's a speaking special. of uh tonal whiplash. Yes. Um, so, every time he shows up. My favorite moment in this please. is when he saves Electro, right? And he's on the he's on the the, the Rhino's truck. Right? Oh, at the and very beginning, like going, yeah, with the blueprints. Yeah, at the beginning, and and uh, and and Paul Giamatti's driving the truck, and rah, 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 Russian, Russian, yeah. and then, uh, and then he's like, "Hold on a second, because he sees something. He's like, "Hold on a second. and he goes to go save Electro, and as he jumps off the truck, the truck plows through six cars. I saw that. I was like, people died. 
Yeah, people definitely died, but you saved the special boy, uh, Max Dillon. Why? Yeah. What was so special about him versus all the people in the cars? Like, yeah, that was jarring because I don't think I've ever. It was like kind of like a Transformers move in a Spider Man movie. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen that before where there was just a collateral damage that Spider Man just didn't call attention to. But yeah. yeah, so I did a lot of work trying to wring character out of max Dillon watching this mm-hmm. and so okay. so you get the sense uh, okay so it's weird to hold in two hands that like i both enjoy that this movie is trying to be more comic booky mm-hmm. and yet the arguably the greatest boon this movie got is the natural chemistry between andrew garfield and emma stone and oh, how, yes. how grounded and realistic those two characters feel <laughs> yeah and then to take that and try to mesh it with, yeah, what is like a, a Batman Forever character. Uh, with like from the hair to the, but like you get the sense that he's like lonely, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently there was like a deleted scene with his mom. Mm. I've never, I just remember reading about that maybe potentially. I don't, I don't think I could imagine him talking to another human being. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, are we supposed to, cause yeah, he's like, He's like, oh, you don't, you don't care about me. And Spider-Man is trying to be a nice guy. Right. And he's like, hey, you're my eyes and ears. You're my man on the ground. Hey, yeah, blah, blah. And <laughs> you get the sense that, like, oh, he would say this to anyone. Right. But, like, he, he means it. He doesn't seem like he's being flippant. Right. But it's – what he doesn't know is that Max Dillon is, like – I guess the only word for it is crazy – but see, that's the thing is it doesn't read as crazy. It reads as autistic, which is. Yeah. Like that was like, I was like, oh, like, I feel like in a real world, Spider-Man would be like, I think he's like neurodivergent or something. Or, you know? Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, and that's, and that's the issue that I have with it. Where it's like, if he was, if, if Max Dillon, if, if, if Jamie Foxx played Max Dillon, like. Uh, the 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 like Pen Badgley and you, right? But yeah. about but about Spider Man instead of the girls that he stalks. Yeah, showing the audience like this is not he is this is a guy. Spider Man is his obsession because we get his like wall, right? Right. His his Spider Man wall, and it's also I just did we need a reason for him to be obsessed with Spider Man? Like, why do we need to like empathize with the crazy guy? Like, why can't? Why can't it just be the fact that Spider-Man exists that like, oh, yeah, of course, someone would be obsessed with him. Look at what he does every day, you know? Right. Yeah. Someone would think that he was like the coolest person ever. Yeah. I just like it's so weird. Oh, it's he he doesn't he doesn't have like a a story at all. And I kept like looking. I was like, because like in a world where Spider-Man is like ignores Max or is like a dick to Max. Yeah. And like, oh, the one time, because there's actually this really interesting story in the Tom Holland GQ article where he takes it really seriously that he plays Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He's like, I think it's kind of my job to be on and like always be like selfie camera, you know, fan. And one time some some dudes were like bothering him when he was trying to walk home and he was like, dude, like, fuck off. OK, I'm, I don't, I'm not in the mood. And then yeah. he, and then he stopped and ran back and tracked them down and apologized. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, like, wow. But also, like, you didn't have to do that. No. Like, you should be allowed to, <laughs> to live like, your life. To live yeah. your, and you don't always have to be, like, on for every single human. That's not sustainable. And I kind of thought of that moment with Spider-Man and Max. 
mm-hmm. where it's like it's not like what was spider-man what what was spider-man supposed to learn from this relationship right. with max like what 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 is the movie saying about max being obsessed with spider-man and spider-man being nice to max yeah it's like this weird thing where like they sort of like like forest gumpify electro and as a result, it's like, oh, everybody's being mean to him. And like, you're supposed to empathize with like how, how like no one's listening to him. Like, look, and it's like, but it, it's so complicated, the like the logistics of it, because it's just like, one, the most realistic thing that ever happens in this movie is that as soon as they see Electro, the cops start firing, like just immediately just start shooting him. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the tragedy of like, oh, Spider-Man was getting to him. He was empathizing. And then like a trigger happy, like sniper. Right. Right. But then it's it. like, right. But then it, it's just. No, but like, it, like him, his, his, fixa- his fixation on his birthday. Yeah. And then the like, yeah, like like BJ Novak is mean to him. Uh, the remember the, when he's trying to he's trying to just call uh, like tech support and get them to turn off the electrical grid so he can climb up it safely, and they just won't do it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it, it, it's it, his his just his character is like a tonal mess where yeah. How 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 much are we supposed to emp- supposed to empathize with this like very broad cartoonish character, right? In this so far not v- broad or cartoonish at all world. Yeah, yeah, and it's also weird because it's like, I I, you know, on a dime, like basically like once he's in, he's in custody, right? He's there, like a a switch flips, and he's suddenly suddenly Stefan or Kel, and it's just like full blown Jamie Fox, and isn't like a dork anymore. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Like once he goes to oh by the way, Ravenscroft is that right. is that the same location from the Venom movies because they look very similar. Uh, I don't know. Just like actually. the the shot they used, it like looked like a the Venom shot. Yeah, that's true. Very stone. Um, but know, but no, you're I'm right. Yeah. He, he's basically a different person in that scene. Yeah. Where like, and like what changed him? Like, was it just the Times Square encounter? Like, yeah. Right. What, like what? I've never, Spider-Man. And he gets his little, he gets his little costume that he wears in one scene. That was, yeah. That Harry, I guess, found for him. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever noticed this before, but I think a common problem when superhero movies have multiple villains is one of the villains always devolves into a henchman basically yep like happened to bane yep happened to electro happened to bane again yep uh we'll see what happens with spider-man no way home yeah i mean i'm assuming that everyone but doc ock and green goblin are gonna be henchmen essentially sure that's oh i I have a question i wanted to ask you um Mm -hmm. because i I guess like it's still on topic of electro we want to just like cover electro so we got a glimpse of him in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said, okay, so he he from that glimpse of him in the trailer, he seemed very down to earth. Yes, com- compared to the Max Dillon we see in this movie. Yes, 
He seems much more just like Jamie Foxx. Yeah, yeah, just like, I don't want to say generic because I think he's a good actor, but you know, a generic Jamie right. Foxx. Right, right, yeah. And he's Whereas like, this, this, oh man, you know what I kept thinking of when he was like walking around his house talking to himself? I was like, is this an in living color sketch? Because yeah, that's what yeah. this feels like. It feels yeah. like a sketch character. And like, yeah. and which is why when he's suddenly in a very realistic world, we have to ask kind of uncomfortable questions we weren't planning on asking <laughs> yes. about yeah. what this dude's situation is. Yeah. Because, uh, like, yeah, if you're watching like a li- in living color sketch, you're not asking questions about like wow like you know kel from good burger seems kind of weird like oh no we're watching like a sketch right um, right so my question is like this dude seems yes. so different yes that it's like what if he's not specifically from this universe oh like he's he's from a different Spider-verse. same guy different universe yeah. yeah where it's like this is how this is my deal i'm yellow and i'm serious and i'm yeah. not like that dude Right, right, right. I did not get my powers from electric eels, which what? The, OK, wait, please. OK, I, I, I wrote a whole line down um, and it's kind of skipping ahead. So, you know, Harry Osborne is in charge of Oscorp, right? And it's that that boardroom scene. Yeah. Where um, the guy's like, well, you know, Mr. Osborne, we'd want to avoid any incidents. He's like, oh, you mean you don't want anyone turning New Yorkers into giant lizards? and then the guy says, quote, all the animal hybrid programs he was involved in, referring to Dr. Connors, have been shut down. Uh-huh. So the phrasing is all the animal hybrid programs, meaning there's yes. multiple. Yeah. He was involved in. <laughs> right. Have been shut down. So <laughs> that leaves wiggle room. <laughs> For other animal hybrids that he was not yeah. a part of. Oh, he was involved yeah. in the scorpion program. That was a totally different. He just the lizards, strictly lizards. Sorry, I should have made that more clear. <laughs> so are, there's just I I have to assume there's just a room in this Oscorp tower where there's just every kind of there's a rhino in a tank. Yeah, there's a, vul, a vulture, a bunch of vultures in a tank. Yeah, just wait. Turn these into robots. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of octopuses. Yeah. Like yeah. Um so that that I forgot I forgot what made me bring up that line. Oh no, yeah, but just like the Oscorp. Like what is Oscorp? Is that what it was I, that what it was in the comics? Was it that gene no. biology related? I I mean it was I mean it, it's whatever they want it to be, I think okay. mostly. Got it. Um so I guess that plays, I suppose, but you know, it's different in a comic than in a in a movie. You know, right. you're going to pick it apart more in a movie. Yeah. But um oh but the but the electro thing is like but if yeah. he if he's not from the Andrew Garfield universe that might mean Andrew Garfield isn't in this movie and I don't know what the, I, but the lizard's in it that's another thing so the lizard yeah. you see him and it very much looks like Dr. Smoothhead from yep. Amazing Spider-Man however right. you I believe that you're you're correct when you heard Dylan Baker oh okay so I think it's going to be a curveball where it's the Dylan Baker lizard. Oh, interesting. But, but I don't want him to look like that. Right. Yeah. So it's, I'm, I'm torn. I want him in the lab coat. If he's not yeah. going to have the lab coat, what's the point of rebooting him? With a long um, old snoot. A long old yeah. lizard snoot. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I, yeah. Um, I really like the way he looks in the new, in the new movie. In the, yeah. the little glimpse of him we got with the recreation of the electro mask with electricity that's really cool mm-hmm. but um 
in this, the fact that he gets his powers from electric eels, which uh, I, I confirmed don't actually use electricity. Oh, cool. Good. In any way. They just... <laughs> they shock their victims, but like it's basically, you know, it's like a jellyfish sting, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like there's like, oh, they're called electric eels. That we'll just do <laughs> You know, they power the whole building. Like it's the Flintstones. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um anyway, and then you get the Nazi scientist. Right. The randomly the kind of Matt Fraction looking guy. Yeah, who's the only guy in this movie that feels like he belongs in the same movie with Jamie Foxx as Electro. It is, yeah. He's, he looks like a Joel Schumacher character. Um, yeah. He reminds me of, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Lionel Luther in, uh, oh, in, yeah. in Batman and Robin. Remember that weird like Council of Scientists they were at? What was that? Yeah, I don't know. I bet if um, I watched that movie again, it would just... I don't know. I, I accepted so much in 1997. Uh huh. I haven't recently rewatched it. It is. Um, oh wow! Rough. Yeah, it's a rough watch. <laughs> it's a rough watch. But so, like, I do you so like do you kind of wish that they had centered on the the realism that like Sally Field and Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield are living in? Um, I I I think the sweet spot for me is like the scene where um uh, two things like one the scene where all of the things in the truck are like falling and he's trying to catch them all and like oh, web them fun. and then yeah yeah that's fun that feels like spider-man to me and then like the uh the um the wind turbine scene no the the scene where uh the the uh um the scene where it's like he keeps going to his closet and being like progressively more tired. Oh yeah. The montage of like when he's sick and he has the flu. Yeah. I, I, that feels like Spider-Man. Although the funny thing is about that scene, the, where he has the flu is like, <clears throat> he is clearly in that store without his costume or mask on. Mm-hmm. And the only person in the store. And then that guy robs the store and then he's Spider-Man and saves the day. He's like, I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and I, I, like, <laughs> I was that guy s- never thinks to check his CCTV to be like, who's Spider-Man? Oh, it's this kid. Yeah, I was like, what a weird character to bring back from the first movie. In a- was that the same guy? That's what I was thinking. I was like, that looks like the guy that wouldn't that wouldn't let Peter take a penny, leave a penny. No, this guy's this guy seemed more like Pillsbury Doughboy, like I've seen like fun, goofy. I, I've definitely than the other guy. Yeah, I think you're right. But like this guy, the one in Amazing Spider-Man Two, he's been in a lot of stuff. Like I think he's been yeah. super bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other guy looked more like a bouncer, or right. like 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 a reject from uh, 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 American Gladiator, Jersey Jersey Shore, oh, okay. or something. Yeah, um, uh, I I really like the Gladiator. Wow. <laughs> 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 uh, I hadn't thought about that in a while. Oh man, I uh, I like the scene where he helps out little Jorge with his in his wind turbine project. I like that too, except that the his webbing goes away. So like when he fixed it with his webbing, his webbing is going to dissolve, and then the thing's going to fall apart again. Great. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun to think about. <laughs> um, man, there's a moment in early on where uh, Max is in Oscorp, and I just for the first time noticed. He has like 13, 14 pens in his pocket protector. Yeah, he um, sure does. See, uh, <laughs> uh, another new character. 
Oh, uh, I don't know. I just I just wrote down stuff I never noticed before. There's a part where Gwen and, and Electra are in an elevator together. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, oh, I'm I'm floor number 38. And Jamie Foxx is like, okay, computer, go to floor number 38. And I was like, she couldn't say. The- well, she, I think she, she does have a look on her face of like exactly that, of her like, I, oh. I mean, I could have just, okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't want to work in a place where the computer has a, has a face of a person that can look at you. Yo, no, I don't like that at all. Um, so what did you think of, uh, of Dane DeHaan as, as Harry Osborn in, the, um, in this movie? It is. <sighs> it's kind of sad in retrospect. I really do think this movie, I, you can kind of, track his career like pre and post this movie i feel like yes my thing with dane Tahan is that i don't think he's a very good actor okay. um so like you know i watched this movie mm-hmm. and the harry stuff is fine but like as soon as they ask him to do anything outside of just being a guy the put upon yeah the put upon like rich prince boy. of yeah, Prince of Oscorp. Um, the Green Goblin stuff is just like, yeah. I I mean it makes it makes Jamie it makes Jamie Fox look like he should win an Oscar. I mean it's it's oh they're gonna say James Franco like he should win an Oscar. No, I mean I just I I I I was like crawling out of my skin with secondhand embarrassment like watching his scenes as the Goblin. It's it's just it, there's something that feels like rudderless to because it is just mostly the makeup and like mm-hmm. it's like he doesn't know how much harry is still in there yeah like it de- it definitely feels like he has no anchor to hook his performance onto but it's also just so sweaty you know mm-hmm. because like you know that the thought process was like okay well we want to kill gwen stacy but like the studio was probably like, well, we you can't you can't let Electro kill Gwen Stacy. That's not what happens in the books. It has to be the Green Goblin. Okay, well, we haven't established the Green Goblin, so what does that mean? Well, we'll just retcon that they've been friends their whole life, and that he'll become the Green Goblin in the movie and then do the deed. Hmm. And it's just like it's so sweaty getting there. I agree with you, and it's like it all of everything Harry does in this movie, all the blood drama the dna drama is like to me the like the driest like least interesting part of the movie yeah but also there's something you brought up something i wanted to ask you about mm-hmm. why do you think the filmmakers who whichever party was the most intent on it why do you think they they thought they needed to kill gwen stacy because i started thinking back on the the spider-man movies we've gotten so far and they've kind of mostly created their own stories they haven't leaned on the iconography. I mean, you know, like there's the Spider-Man no more shot and that kind of storyline. Yeah. But I guess that's kind of what I found myself thinking this time. It's like, why do they have to do this? I'm sure part of it is, is um, I'm sure that uh, uh, Mark Webb is partially to blame mm-hmm. in terms of like, I mean, like look at when, oh, well, you might not remember this. <laughs> I forgot. I, I was the host of that show, not you. Um, but like, Back when we were doing the original Spider-Man movie, one of the movies that was that was almost made was David Fincher 
was mm. going to direct Spider-Man, but the reason it didn't happen was because he wanted to start with the death of Gwen Stacy. That's what he was like. It's the greatest comic story of all time. That's the one I want to direct. I want to direct the bridge and the death and the sadness and the grief and all of that. It's going to be amazing. And I'm David Fincher. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. Um, we're not starting with the death of Gwen Stacy, but like it, I, I, if I had to guess it's that Mark Webb was like, I want, I don't know if I'm going to do another one after this. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to do a second one, I want to do the death of Gwen Stacy because it's the greatest comic book story, you know, of all time. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, it's, you know, it's not, uh, dear readers, it is not. But but a lot of people, a generation of people seem to think that it is. It, it, it reminds me kind of like of like Barbara Gordon and Killing Joke. Where yeah. it's this weird thing that we're like, well, we have to do this. And like, without ever taking the step of like, well, why? Like, why? Right. Yeah. Um, the reason that it was so, uh, such a big deal at the time is because it, it had literally never happened before in comics. Like, period. Right. In comics, never had a main cast member from a comic series been killed off. Ever. Okay. No one's love interests, nothing. No one had ever done anything like that before. But, like, that doesn't translate to movies. Like, right. the shock of that doesn't translate to movies. That shit happens all the time. Yeah, in, in, a, in a world where even in 2014, the term fridging was right. pretty close to mainstream. Right. It, it just, it, I think that was what happened in 2014 is people were like, oh, my God, why did you kill off, like, the most interesting character in the movie? Totally. Because something yeah. happened in, like, 87. Right. Um, yeah, earlier than that. Sure. Uh, <laughs> that being said, I I found myself weirdly shipping uh, Harry and Peter in those early scenes of them, like getting back together. I liked those early scenes, but it felt a little like Anakin and Obi Wan in Episode Two, like where they're just like, "Hey, yeah. remember when we did this?" Yeah, where the actors you know. are like, you know, hop on my back, script. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Garfield is. I, I feel like he could just have chemistry with anybody. I, I really oh, yeah. think so. I don't know. Like that scene where like he's just like randomly being like, that's a question. That's a question. And just kind of like, just, yeah, yeah. just just goes over the edge of the bridge and comes back up. And you're like, well, such a, a weird but specific and real thing that a person like him would do. Yeah, no. And it, it's a real testament to. You know, because there was also the the quote from him a few weeks ago, because he's promoting his movie Tick Tick Boom, um, right. while also sh not not marketing a Spider Man movie, right? Uh, and he was like anti marketing like <laughs> Spider Man movie. <laughs> his his love for the character and being Spider Man is just all over this movie. Yes, um, and it's a tragedy knowing that like making specifically this one was this very hardening, heartbreaking, like art versus commerce lesson for him yeah and it i don't know it just really has endeared me to like him his performances in these two movies i'll i'll say it i'll i'll go ahead and say it i think that this movie in this movie in particular just this movie i think this is the best spider-man performance we've ever gotten and yeah and 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 that doesn't have that is no bearing on the fact that the movie surrounding that performance is not good, right? Mm -hmm. But like the performance is like kind of a perfect Spider-Man. Like his Peter Parker is is great in this movie because he's seasoned, 
And mm-hmm. so he's not supposed to be the dweeb that he's supposed to be in his origin story. He's like a little cooler. He's a, but he's still like put upon and is still like has anxiety about people finding out. And like, you know, he's playing with all of those things, those things that I love about the permanent act two Spider-Man in comics. Right. You, know? that you could see this guy just like keep going. It reminds me a lot of, you know, like being a Doctor Who fan, Scott, of. Yeah. You know, you know, we said this a lot with Matt Smith and, you know, Jody, Jody Whittaker of like, this, you know, maybe the perfect doctor trapped with like not great scripts. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many moments of just seeing him like walk around like I would like just yeah, just like him like walking around as Peter Parker. And I'm like, oh, man, yeah, it's that Spider-Man that uh, that you know? scene where he totally tanks Gwen's Oxford interview but yes you very clearly see that it's andrew garfield like swinging into a wall yes and like not leaving the frame oh man that is something that is something that whole scene right Mm. there is like straight out of like a the dan slot run of spider-man okay cool yeah yeah yeah. this this try hard goofball who's just trying to do the best he can all the time but he's just constantly screwing up because his life is in shambles <laughs> yeah and he doesn't even like he's when he's like looking around it's like oh wait where are we oh we're in a building oh shit <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh really good i'm a big fan i think his top spider-man moment is the Times square battle where just like him with the firemen where he like yeah he already learned all of their names in like five seconds and he's like yeah wearing the hat where it's like he's the mascot in new york city again yeah like i could it's right out of a comic book yeah yeah no it's it's he just deserves such better movies because in that same Times square sequence it's like wait why are the townspeople townspeople (laughs) like why are the new yorkers like mad at him now because he got shot at Mm -hmm. and now they're booing him for some reason and then for Mm -hmm. some reason Max is like, oh, Spider-Man's a fraud. He's my, he's my enemy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that first movie was just, I think it was just too emo. It was, it was trying too hard to like twilightify Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. make him a little more broody. And it's just like, that's not Spider-Man. I don't know. Right. But then there are times in this where he's a little too daredevilly or not daredevilly, uh, Deadpool-y. Sure. Um, like on the side of the on the side of the truck with 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 uh, right. Paul Giamatti, where when, he's like, "You can call me amazing, you can call me, you know, whatever." Like that yeah. is a little, and like the knocking, you know, like ding ding ding, yeah, yeah. very Deadpooly. And when he's when he could have very easily just punched Paul Giamatti in the face and maybe saved that person's life in that car. Yes, right. But, um, man, me and my friend, my friend Hunter and I were just so obsessed with Paul Giamatti being in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, leading up to it, like we had this running joke where we would save each other's screensavers with images of him without telling the yeah. other ones we would open our laptop <laughs> and just see him <laughs> he's the other person in the movie who is in the same movie as jamie fox and I, the nazi scientist yeah i was gonna say like unfortunately like watching it today i'm like god this was weird and miscast and why did he do this yes yes it was extremely miscast i don't know what they were thinking with that i in general though like i don't know what they were like why do you need this <laughs> Like, why is this here? Yeah, um, it, it just felt like yes is more. I think this feels like the most emblematic movie, maybe along with like The Mummy or mm-hmm. Men in Black International of like mm-hmm. like paint by numbers, like made by community. Yeah. Well, and then it's also the thing where like the thing that was so great about the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies is that they allowed 
characters to come in that had that weren't in the comics and they were just characters and that like were Mr. Just Dickovich. Like, People in New York, yeah, Mr. Dickovich or or uh, Jonah's assistant, Ted Ted Raimi, you know, <laughs> stuff like that, and 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 then here it's like no no no, every single character we come across has to be from the comics because why wouldn't we do it that way? So then you get like B.J. Novak as Alistair uh, Snipe, uh, yeah, and you're like wh- why what why uh, I mean Felicia Hardy played by right, Felicity exactly. Jones. Another and, one. Well, he can't just be a Russian mobster. We should make him the rhino. Like it, yeah. it just it's like it's just a waste of time. And it's and yeah, and it's like, you know, at the time they were developing like a, a black cat silver sable movie mm-hmm. or something, but like now or they were or, or Felicia was gonna come back in three, but now looking back now, it's just like what what is the why why did you get Felicity Jones? Why is she in this movie? Um yeah. she is a part of uh, another line I wrote down. It's my new favorite part of the movie. Um, so there's, it's like towards the end where Harry is really starting to descend into goblin madness. Yes. And, uh, Felicity Jones is like, um, is there anything else I can do? And Dana Han says, not unless you can bring those spiders back to life. <laughs> oh my God. I, what, remember in Spider-Man three when Harry's like, Harry's yeah. like, yeah, you can bring my, <laughs> bring my father back. You can tell me. my father, bring him back from the dead. Yeah. It's like. It's as weird as that. Yeah. Big. Yeah. That actually is like a very Harry Osborne line. Um, oh, oh man. Chris Cooper. Yeah. Like, like, and mostly his, his scenes are mostly posthumous. Yes. Of like footage after he's dead. How did they get him in here? Tex um, Richmond. Man. I, I just don't. Oh, and then like Harry is just handed his problem. He's like, oh, by the way, you have goblin madness too, like I do. You're you're going to become a goblin. I never told you, but you already know. Bye. It's. I'm like, why does the goblin ma- madness like p- make his nose pointy? Like, it just doesn't. <laughs> he 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 said, God, he had a word for it, and it didn't. And one of the words reminded it. It's it. I think it's supposed to be some kind of skin disease. Yeah. Like endomytosis, like some kind of like, but no, you're right. Why did it make his nose pointy? Why did it give him long gobliny fingernails? Why did they think that the the green goblin needed to have long fingernails? Like, like that was that's not part of his character. Ha, um, has he ever be? Has he ever been a physical goblin? Like a monster? in the Ultimate Comics, but he was like that big, big hulking, and, yeah, yeah. And he's like intelligent. It's it's not like he's like goblin mad, like it's. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be sad. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know I, how they got Chris Cooper. It's crazy. I don't know how they got most of these people. I don't know how they got Paul Giamatti. I don't know how they got... I I, I, I just... Yeah. It's a mess. It's a mess. Um, And it's... It's, like, shocking just like watching it minute to minute. Bethany... I watched it with Bethany, and Bethany kept just being, like, at the end of every scene, she would be like, well, that was enough of that. Moving on to something else. Like it was because it was just <laughs> right. like, yeah, it was just like, and we're done with that. And then we're get, we won't come back to it for 20 minutes. Like, and, it just, yeah. And Gwen's trying to go to Oxford and yeah, forgot Max's birthday. Yeah. It just kept piling on. And then all of a sudden they look behind them. It's like, they just keep digging and throwing behind their shoulder. And before they know it, 
this collection of scenes has turned into an avalanche that just <laughs> falls on top of the whole movie. Right. And buries yeah. it. Like the whole like treasure hunting coin gathering quest that oh, Peter goes on. God. Yeah. With like the secret, the secret. And that doesn't even amount to anything. Like, what is it even? Right. Like what, what does he, learn? what does he gain from learning? <laughs> yeah. What does he learn from that? Because he just he just unlocks a video. He unlocks a cutscene of his dad, but then later Harry invites him over to the office and just shows him a video of of Norman and Richard Parker together. Right. Oh, okay. Something else. There's a scene where Spider Man visits Harry, and he's like, "Hey, he heard you was sick. I just wanted to say you can't have my blood. Bye." And for the first time ever, because I was like, "He's he sounds like P- Peter." If I'm if I'm Harry and that's my best friend since I was like seven, I would be like Peter. And so for the first time, I was like, should there be a Spider-Man voice? Is that why Batman does it? Is this the longest time there's been a Spider-Man conversation before? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, man, should he do a Spider-Man voice? No. I don't like that. Word. Well, I mean, I, I if he does, it should be like, you know, like just like a little goofier than his Peter voice, you right. know, where it's just, yeah, I don't know. But I, I was, um, hello, I'm you know, Spider-Man. <laughs> I was thinking about how you improved this movie. And I really think that the only way to do it is to get rid of Electro. Um, hmm. because I think that the way you do it is. Uh, is that Harry and and Peter do not know each other at all. Norman Osborn is not dying. Okay, he is he is just at the thing, whatever. And then Peter, through Gwen Stacy and her internship at Oscorp, ends up introducing Peter to Norman. Right, and then they like they hit it off, and then mm-hmm. Norman's like, "I knew your father," and they have like that whole relationship of like, "Oh, like I have a father figure." Then Harry comes back from Switzerland or wherever he is, right? And then he's just like, wait, this kid has the relationship with my dad that I always wanted. Uh, okay. I can't have. Yeah. And and so he's like not friends with Peter. He's like, he thinks he sucks. And it's like, <laughs> you're not going to take your my dad away from me, right? Yeah. You like punk kid from Queens. And then, and then the goblin starts hitting stuff up. Mm-hmm. But it's like a goblin with like a mask and the whole deal. And the whole thing is like you're kind of like uh, like as an audience member, you're getting thrown for a loop because like in this universe, it ends up that like Norman was never the Green Goblin. It was only Harry. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. And like Harry's just trying to like fuck with Peter to like. Yeah. Really. Stay away from my dad. Stay away from my dad. (laughs) Yeah. yeah like that that's like a way because then it's about like father figures and, yeah. and things like that it, it continues some of the themes from the last movie mm-hmm. but like also like add some additional ones i don't know no because i think that's why if you know for all of its faults even spider-man 3 the first one uh yeah. you like every second of that movie you know exactly why harry's doing what he's doing yeah like, it's a very soap opera-y personal yeah, he lost his memory, and now, <laughs> yeah. and now he's playing basketball. And now he's and now he's doing the twist with Mary Jane, yeah, <laughs> cooking dinner. Um, but yeah, like, I, right. Well, and not just character motivation, but you know what the theme of that movie is. Right. Like, if you tell me, like, what is this movie about? 
Right. No idea. Like no idea. Like I, I guess if you technically, if like the last shot of a movie is supposed to tell you what the movie was about, which isn't a, a rule, by the way. But yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> so, you know, uh, the movie ends with uh, Spider-Man about to hit Electrico, uh, the Rhino, right, with uh, a trash can or a, a sewer lid. Yes, because it was in all the trailers. Remember that? Right. Yep. The last shot of the movie was in all of the trailers. <laughs> so, so, so you, um, you were like, okay, I guess the movie was about how Spider Man is important to the city of New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like they try to to they they try the sweaty theme of like life is for the living. You gotta live. <laughs> it's worth living for life. Um, with her speech. Say and, I and died. Then, yeah, right. And so, like, you know, like, they do that. But it's like, what does that have to do with Electro? And, yeah. and like, I guess that's connected to Harry's story and that he's desperate to live. I guess. Right. Yeah. Like, um, like but the, it's sweaty. It's yeah, sweaty. No, for sure. And then, like, none of the the relationship between Peter and Max amounts to nothing. Because, right. like I said, their final battle is just a video game cutscene, yeah. where he just obliterates Electro into nothingness. <laughs> right, and then like, but like, also, what do what is that theme that they're like very like very implicitly <laughs> stating of like, there's not enough time. You got to live every moment <laughs> like it's you know the greatest moment. Like, you know, that's the theme that they're trying to, like, hit you over the head with. Yeah. But what the hell does that have to do with Spider-Man? Like, what, is, what does that theme have to do with Spider-Man? Like, as a character. Like, Spider-Man you know? seems, to, seems to care about Gwen very much. Um, yeah. Like, he's he a little... seems to like life, all right? He seems to be a fan. I don't know. Of being alive. He seems to value life. And then, um, again, like, what is ele- how does Electric? How, elect- I keep wanting to call him Electrico. How does he connect to any of this? Because he just he wants people to notice him and acknowledge that it's his birthday. Right. It's time for his birthday. <laughs> yeah. Well, the part in Times Square, where he's like, it's my birthday. Now I'm going to light the candles. I mean, you're crazy because that was like three weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. Also, all of the Dr. Manhattan imagery of him. Yeah. Uh, it's like I noticed it so much more this time around. Sure. And it was just like, wow, they're just they're just straight up doing Doctor Manhattan, right, where he's like phasing out of play. Oh, oh, the part where you see his like his like uh, nerve endings. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. The only cool thing he does is when he was able to kill a person and then uh, uh, resuscitate resuscitate them. Re- yeah. resuscitate him. That was like, yeah, yeah, like, oh, that's clever. The, yeah, the true villain of the of the of the movie, <laughs> right. which which is another super hacky thing to do i'm like i'm not even i'm not even saying i mean like look roberto orsi is a is a 9-11 truther and no one wants to work with him anymore um but like <laughs> he's probably an anti-vaxxer most likely sure um there's a, there's but, a direct line yeah definitely but uh you know I, i'm sure that they were all up against the wall writing the script right. for this but like who knows like, what the receipt said who knows what their job was at that point oh you know? yeah absolutely but like <laughs> making creating a more evil character than any of the bad guys in the movie 
just to make them more sympathetic by right. comparison yeah. is the laziest, hackiest shit. You right. Know? It was all this yeah. snooty business guy's fault. <laughs> right. And, you know, even like, was there a, and I guess this goes back to like, oh, if we, have, if we had researched this, I guess, like on franchiseography, like, I, why not bring back Earth and Khan? I, yeah, I don't know. I felt like they were setting him up to be somebody, but instead they split his role into that dude and then BJ Novak. Right. And like, why was he in like two scenes and does nothing? It seems like his job is just to be mean to Max. Yeah, he's like a bully. <laughs> yeah. But it's my like, <laughs> Max is such is is such a dork that he gets bullied by George McFly. He like gets, that's yeah. Hey, <laughs> you nerd. <laughs> yeah, books out of his hands. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, like all of that didn't need to be. Yeah, and, and and again, like even that is just kind of like, oh, what's that kind of the easiest way to garner sympathy for a character? Give him like a, a an office bully, an office bully. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, I was just thinking, what a different world we live in because I I can remember the summer of 2014 when this movie came out and being like, Oh wow. Is Spider-Man done? I guess people yeah. don't care about Spider-Man anymore. And two years later, we would get a new one in, in another movie. Yeah. And now here we are in 2021 and he's arguably the most popular he's ever been as a character. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're like, everyone was this was the, no, this was not, this was not the last massive screw up of a, of a comic book movie. We had, um, Justice League yet sure. to happen, but right. um, but this was uh, this was memorably rough for I, sure. Yeah, I think um, in an age where you know you could argue like a bunch of movies are kind of trying to create a universe, mm -hmm. uh, this is kind of the most like naked, blatant attempt. Yeah, at, yeah, like throwing whatever. Like, and again, like yeah, yeah, there's like multiple Mary Jane scenes that they filmed. And just cut out of the movie. Yeah. Um. And and then there's the the gentleman. He came, comes back. I learned there is a subset of people who believe that uh, that uh, the mysterious gentleman Gustav fears is mm. the guy in the plane that fights Richard Parker at the beginning. He's too old. That was only. <laughs> I feel like they think that he's older than he is, okay. uh, Peter Parker. But like, okay. Because, like, Peter was, like, what in that flashback? What is he, like, 10, 12? Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's not, like, a baby. Yeah, and then and then he's, like, now he's, like, 18. Like, this was, like, <laughs> six years ago. He didn't age that much. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. But who's that guy working for? What is any of that? Right, because like, now Norman Osborn's dead. Right. But, like, I, yeah. And, why, and also I think... just, like, why was he so desperate to hold on to the Venom formula Rather than, like, save his partner's life. Yeah, like, what were they saving it for? Right. The Venom Project? I, they make a Venom? I don't, yeah, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't know. And it's, I don't know, it's it's lame. And, I'm, you know, they never, never got to it. So I guess it's kind of an empty criticism. But, like, you know, Vulture and Dr. Octopus aren't just different backpacks you can acquire. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, and this guy was just going to go and recruit people. Yeah, like you feel look like you could be a good the vulture. Yeah. Adrian Toomes, you know, like he 
you know, it's cool to watch your villain like make it make themselves and like create their suit and their theme. Yeah. Man. Yeah, like they were just gonna get Paul Dano or something and be have him wear the Dr. Octopus backpack. Right. <laughs> so stupid. He would have just would have been a, a scientist at Oscorp. Ugh, yeah. I don't know, man. It 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 just it bums me out because like he Andrew Garfield is so good in this. Right. Emma yeah. Stone is so good in this. Mm-hmm. And there's Sally just Field. Surrounded... Yeah, Sally Field's uh Sally Field is is good in her Peter scenes. In her Peter scenes, yes. <laughs> the the hospital scene is that's a that's a that's a lot where she's just suddenly running the whole hospital. Like <laughs> that one part's like, all right, hey, we're back online. Like everybody get to work and they're like, shut up. Like you just like you're a part-time nurse. I mean she she was literally like passing an exam. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like I don't think I think she's like a nurse in training. She's did, not even a nurse. Did they even mention what she did for a living in the first movie? The, no, I don't think she worked because I think oh, I think ben. she started training to become a nurse okay. after Uncle Ben died. Got it. I think. What did Uncle Ben but, do? Um, I don't know. Probably <laughs> have they ever <laughs> probably an electrician again, like in the <laughs> in the first one. Okay. Um yeah, man. It's uh like yeah, like yeah, like there's <laughs> he made a zine. He was the editor of a zine. Peter, come help me with my zine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like that but that uh uh what is what is what is the guy who would always like do the um the things on like twenty twenty where he would like complain about stuff? Oh yeah, oh Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney, yeah, it's just like it's like an Andy Rooney style yeah. like zine, yeah, it's just like things I'm grumpy about. The the my uncle Ben, my uncle, the D train sucks now. <laughs> uh, I think sweet tea is a little too sweet, don't you? <laughs> if you ask me, Peter, pass these out to the neighborhood, <laughs> but charge them <laughs> Your nickel for each copy. Uh, but in any event, Amazing Spider-Man 2, not a perfect film. <laughs> not a perfect film. No, as it turns out. Um, no, it is not. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's It it definitely has its moments. For sure. Know? Yeah. Um, and, and I do think, I really do think this is the closest that we've gotten, we've ever gotten to like the platonic ideal Spider-Man performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Just it is it is just loaded to the gills with yeah. a lot of oh, shit. Remember when the cop the cop turns around but he still has the bullhorn and he accidentally like yells in Spider Man's ear and he has to like do a lap to kind of like walk it off. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's good. Oh man. Um, oh yeah. Um the scene where Peter is like emo researching to that like Mumford and Son ripoff song that was everywhere. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty great. At least he's using Google this time. Right. He upgraded. He upgraded from Bing. I love that he mixed the evidence with like his diary scrawls. Yeah. Like, that's do good. I, do I have to lose her too? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> this yeah, this movie just it feels like a first draft. And I think and I think the problem was that like, yeah, I do think that they were rewriting stuff constantly, right? Mm-hmm. 
But then I also think that like the difference between this and something like Spider-Man 2 is that the theme of Spider-Man 2 and the story of Spider-Man 2 the bones were so strong and set mm-hmm. that you could you could do whatever day to day with the script and as long as you were like but we're we're aiming in this direction yeah. the movie was going to be fine mm-hmm. he, he but gets with he, this it's there's no yeah cuz like Spider-Man 2 it's like he gets frustrated he throws the mask away he learns that he has to put it back on. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but then with this, it's like, I have no idea what this movie's about. I, he, misses, he misses his dad. He doesn't want Gwen to move. Yeah. Uh, New York loves Spider-Man. Harry's turning yeah. into a goblin. Everyone forgot Uncle, Uncle Ben was mentioned in one scene in this movie. Yep. Man. Man, he would have loved watching you graduate, Pete. <laughs> He's just getting less and less important as these movies yeah. go along. If only he had a dough for that gun. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, Uncle Ben's killer in this universe, absolutely still at large. Yeah. Never caught him. Yeah. No, never caught him. No idea who he is. God, that shot of the Stacy family at Gwen's funeral is brutal. Yeah. What a plague to this family he was. Oh, my God. I mean, seriously. In less than a year. Without him yeah. getting involved with their life, none of what happens to them would happen to them. No. Man. I don't, I don't that was, that, that's one of the worst parts of this series, I think, is just like the way that they like the thing with the saving electro when the six cars thing. Right. It's like he's such a good Spider Man and they're just like writing the absolute worst <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he kind of he glances at them at the funeral, yeah. but he's like, well, yeah. Yeah. But he's like, I'm just going to hang out here. <laughs> I'm not going to give them any answers or. Yeah. Well, and then you know about the other scene that they cut, right? Where he's oh, at Rich, Gwen's. Yep. When yes. he's at Gwen's grave, and then his fucking dad comes out of the shadows. Hey. And he's like, LOL, I'm actually alive. Sorry. And and that's, that's he's the first, he is, he has the symbiote. That's how he oh, so survived the plane crash. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I forgot. I have seen that scene on YouTube. And yeah. it's like, man, Andrew Garfield's such a good actor. Because this is a yeah. dog shit scene. Yeah. Oh, man, it's awful. It's truly awful. Because the dad's just yeah. standing there. They're, like, he's just suddenly there. It's like a dream. Right, right. Um, but I didn't then, know the symbiote stuff. That's cool. I mean, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. But... So that's that was the thing. And then it was going to be a thing where it was like, where, where it's like, I don't know if he was going to bring his mom back too or what. No, and why would this, he? Yeah, because I think the, <laughs> the whole situation was going to be like at the end of the trilogy, uh-huh. he was going to learn that like. Dead is with better. great power. No, with great power comes great responsibility oh. in terms of like. His dad had the power to bring people back to life, and like you shouldn't do that. So <laughs> great, that's made me a better Spider-Man as a result. <laughs> I'm picturing that being like you know their bonding campfire scene. That's what yeah. I learned. Just because you can bring people back to life doesn't mean you shouldn't. Great power, <laughs> great responsibility. Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> and we're back. Hello. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we, we talked about how I think Brett, we brought up how this is a, a rare example of kind of a career killing performance for Dane DeHaan. Yes. Yes. Um, 
But I also brought up the fact that I don't think he's a particularly good actor. I think he can do one thing, mm-hmm. and he does one thing pretty well. But anytime someone asks him to color outside those lines, uh, he's bad at it. He's very bad at it. I've got a little secret up my tiny little sleeve. Yeah. Like, he's fine as Harry. It's the goblin thing, you know? The goblin is just so fucking embarrassing. Um, I mean, like, how do you, how do you, how do you have all these heads in a, in a room? Yeah. All these studio people. And the answer you come to is let's just do a diluted, more boring version of our most iconic villain from like a, a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why that's, I mean, look. I, we we brought this up. I mean, you know, in in the conversation that we just had um, from tw- the the conversation we just had in twenty twenty one. Podcasts are weird, um, uh, but uh, you know, what it comes down to is that Mark Webb had such a miserable time making this movie. He was like, "I'm never coming back. I'm not making another Spider Man movie. Somebody else can make the third one if there is a third one." So, I want to make. Death of Gwen Stacy, you can't do Death of Gwen Stacy without the Goblin, et cetera, et cetera. That's what leads us to like where we are in this movie. Yeah. Um, as a result, it just sucks. It, it it sucks that like the one thing that he wanted out of this was the was the stupidest, most boneheaded move you could have done. But also he didn't give a shit because he didn't care about this movie at this point. Like he was just like, fuck this, fuck this corporate bullshit. You um, know, it's like, I don't think he's made another special effects movie since then. Has he? No, he made that Chris Evans. My, 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 my daughter's really smart movie. Yeah. Um, and then I think he's done like a limited series or something since then. Yeah. He does a lot of pilots. Um, he did, he did a he did a few movies, but they're all like that movie. Um, Gifted was that movie. Gifted. Uh, he did the only living boy in in New York. Oh God, the, remember such that? A, such an amazing title. <laughs> such an amazing song. Haven't seen the movie. Yeah, um, and then I guess he's returning to special effects finally because he's doing the remake of Snow White. Oh right, with Rachel Zegler. Yeah, and Gal Gadot. Where, where he's uh, he's he's reinventing what the Seven Dwarves are. Oh man, yeah. We're it's like well, like we have we can't just do it, but also we shouldn't be made. We can't not make the movie, so we're just gonna. Oh, God. We're gonna like, reinvent what the what the dwarves are, um, because they can't be dwarves because that's like problematic. I keep wanting to say the <laughs> word, you know, woke. Like we have to wokeify this eighty-year-old movie for profit. Yeah, yeah, like. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the Peter Pan Wendy movie, but it's just like some of you, some of you lost boys or girls. Yeah, you got a problem with that? And I'm like, just okay, okay, cool. Yeah, here's your here's your woke coin, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it's 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 a thing where it's like it's exhausting when they like draw attention to it. I think. Yeah. Um, versus just doing it. Just, just do, do it. it. Don't mention it. Just let it go. Like, what do you want? Just I'm do gonna, it. I'm not going to pat you on the yeah. back for not. Being like racist in twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think they're. I think they're. I think they're turning the dwarves instead of dwarves. They're making them like mythical creatures. But they're. But they're all going to have the personality of like sleepy, grumpy, etc. But they're all going to be like little, little, like little, like mythical things. Okay, I don't know. So, I don't, so like a dopey, yeah. a dopey elf, a grumpy right. minotaur. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. A yeah, goblin it's with gonna little be glasses. something like that, right? Right. 
Um, or maybe they're anthropomorphized, like, forest creatures or something. Uh, I don't okay. Woodland creatures. Well, um, if I'm going to see that movie, I don't know. I'm going to need enough yeah. champagne to fill the Nile. <laughs> oh, no. Why, why, are you, why, why are you bagging on Cal Gadot? She's the evil queen. Where did that she's, come play, from? she's playing the evil queen. Oh, is she? Okay, yeah. I forgot. I forgot that she's in the <laughs> no, movie. I wasn't, just, I wasn't just throwing it. I thought you were just, like, <laughs> randomly bagging on Cal Gadot. And I was like, that's so mean. Why did you do that? that <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair uh, enough. Um, if I, she's the evil queen, she deserves it. For sure. But, like, yeah, you know, now that I think about it, like, you know, we were talking on the other before about Shailene Woodley as Mary Jane Watson. But, like, the sad truth is it probably just would have been kind of generic. Yeah, probably. Like, you know, we talked about how there was going to be, like, an added plot line where when the power goes out, she's, like, working at the restaurant that she works at and is, like, dealing with the power outage there in, in, like, the city. She'd be, like, the eyes on the ground, like, step outside of the diner and look at the city and be like, oh, no, like, all the lights are out. Yeah. Right, yeah, which we kind of already yeah. have. We kind of already get with Aunt May working in the hospital. Yeah, except she doesn't leave the hospital. Yeah. We just get the, – the, I think the, the issue I – like, I like what, what her storyline would have brought to it because it would have grounded it a little bit more because as it stands, the three, ver- the three storylines that we get are Peter fighting Electro – uh, uh, Aunt May like single-handedly like holding a hospital together yeah. <laughs> as like people are dying because the power went out, and and the the random airport people are oh, like, right. oh yeah. no, how are we gonna fl- how are we gonna all the planes are gonna crash? And it's like it's so heightened. It would have been nice to have one that was just like, huh, the power's out, oh, man, <laughs> the whole city, my pizza, my pizza joints, because it, it seems like they were going to counter Gwen being like, you know. My my family wears a full suit and tie to dinner every night. I live in this mm-hmm. swanky high rise, daughter of a police captain, and it looks like they were going to do like more blue collar works for a right. living MJ. Right. And I just want my I just want my rich high live high high flying socialite model actress MJ, you know? Sure. Sure. Um I think that I think we will never, ever... I don't think that will ever see the light of day, unfortunately. Yeah, we're going to have to read some comics. Um, yeah. God forbid. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So so at the... at the uh, So at the end of this, right? I mean, mm. like, we have all those spinoff ideas that are there, right? Um, there's the Drew Goddard Sinister Six movie that we talked about that was announced as a Sinister Six movie, later revealed by him as a two-part Amazing Spider-Man, like, four and five. Uh-huh. Um where it was like actually Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six. It was like, that's what it was all leading up to. Drew Goddard writing and directing two Spider-Man movies. Um, Man. What a fucking thing to leave behind on the ground unused. Yeah. Andrew um, Garfield reciting Drew Goddard dialogue. God damn it. Uh, yeah. And then, and then obviously we talked about Amazing Spider-Man, how um, it was going to be like part clone saga, part black symbiote suit, and the the idea of him using the symbiote to bring Gwen back to life, turning her into carnage accidentally. Um, and but also there's like this whole clone saga thing where she really would come back, but she wouldn't have any memories. It'd be like Gamora, basically. Right. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't know Peter. She doesn't. She's not like that Gwen. And then I think she was going to end up becoming like uh, like a Spider Gwen, so they could spin off. Spider Gwen as like a series of films with with Emma Stone is uh is girl is girl Peter just in the Ultimate comics? Girl clone uh, Peter. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because 
I think uh, you know she would have. She was already MJ, but Shailene Woodley as like girl clone Peter isn't bad. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know that she has the charisma to be Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, that like she's a little. She's a little white toast. I like her a lot, but, but I think she's better at like drama stuff than comedy stuff. Yeah, she's never. I've never seen her play like a little smart ass, or right, right, the way that you would want right. Peter, any kind of variant of Peter to be. Right, right. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm even trying to. I'm trying to think of like someone around Andrew Garfield's age ish, give or take. Right, but <laughs> also know? yeah, but also uh, looks of like oh yeah, like she could be a clone of, of right, Peter, right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, also, I don't think that's man. a beloved storyline for fans. I don't know why they would be chasing that down. But <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Um, I uh, uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. I guess it's weird that like uh, again, it's that thing where like the the fans want to see him in the black suit and being like a badass and stuff. And I don't really understand. The desire yeah. to see that—that's how I feel about. I, I, f- I feel like uh, I feel like what death of Gwen Stacy feels very well. We got to have the black suit. Like, yeah, we got to kill Gwen. Everyone's right. Everyone wants quote wants it. And right. Like, I think the only the best thing about Gwen dying is there is no amazing movie after this. Yeah. Or no, yeah. not the the only good thing. The only positive is like. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, this is the end. It, of the, the only positive is the 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 moment that Andrew Garfield gets in No Way Home. Sure. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It makes it all worth it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I. But okay. So let's let's set all of that aside. All yeah. of the previous plans aside. Right. The, because the, the Silver Sable movie that stuff. Right. Um. The Silver Sable movie. I think was not going to be a spin-off of this. It was it was its own thing. Okay. But it was like a Remember it was like Black and Silver or whatever because right. it was Black Cat and Silver Sable. Mm-hmm. You know, those two characters that are always hanging out. Amazing. Yeah. Oh god. Um so set all of that aside. If if they brought back Andrew Garfield in a solo Spider-Man movie, like what would you want that to look like? Like what would you what would you want that to be? At this point. So the thing about the amazing movies is like the best parts are the people like, yeah, I don't like the, the, the world of New York dreamed up by Sony and Mark Webb means nothing to me. Yeah. I just, fair. I love, I love Emma Stone. I love Andrew Garfield. I love Sally Field. I mean, she's never going to do any of these yeah. again, but like, so I would, I've always been a fan of the idea of like using Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man in a Venom movie. Yes. Like, I think that world is so generic that you could drop him into something else or have something else be in that world. Because, you know, like, uh, like the the Raimi movies are like this little perfect snow globe of a universe where right. you don't even want to leave New York. But, like, right. you could drop this Peter into California and have him go to the West Coast. Like, I'd yeah. buy that. Sure. Um, yeah, I definitely think... I definitely think that Andrew Garfield Spider-Man being Tom Hardy's Venom Venom's Spider-Man mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. And I don't think I need to see any animosity animosity between them outside of like just general like yeah it's it's weird that you like eat people's brains. That's not cool. Um <laughs> cut that maybe out. don't maybe don't do that. Uh find something else. Um you know. But like I I think that they I would be interested in seeing them interact with each other. 
Um, but I don't think I ever want to see Andrew Garfield have the symbiote unless, mm-hmm. oh, I, but if it is Venom from the Venom movies and yep. it's that symbiote, that's interesting. Cause then you have like the buddy comedy of like, you're not my guy. You're and my, like, where's my guy? Yeah. I don't and, know what your guy is. <laughs> yeah. I, there's something fun about that. Um, yeah. actually, uh, uh, you know the the sort of like buddy because then it goes back to what we were talking about in spider-man 3 where it's like we wish the symbiote had a personality well he's fucking loaded with personality in the venom movies absolutely so yeah yeah uh, yeah that would uh, be really fun do, do do you have do you have like a like when you would want to if you were to ever if they were to make some kind of amazing three or peter three solo movie yeah um i don't i i mean i feel like you know, it's been it. You know, by the time they would make it, it'll have been like ten years, right? Since it's, yeah. since it's been over, we're at almost least. we're almost ten years from Amazing Spider-Man two at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Gwen's been gone for a long time. Uh, it doesn't sound like the events of the planned Amazing Spider-Man three ever happened to Peter three. Um, yeah, Gwen became a clone. I had to, it I had is to it is movie. interesting because like. When we were talking about it in, in Spider-Man 3, the idea of, like, a Spider-Man Returns with, with Raimi and, and, and a Toby and, like, the idea of him going back to an alternate universe where Otto and Norman are, and, and everyone is still alive mm-hmm. um, and kicking. Though, I'm just now realizing, like, why was Sandman in No Way Home? He wasn't – he didn't die. Yeah. It's weird. Weird. Um – yeah, weird. Uh, I don't know who. I guess that that should have been Eddie Brock. Um, unless, anyway. unless like they retroactively like when he dissolves in three, that was him like killing himself for some reason. Oh boy. Um, yikes. Uh, so so anyway, in in any event, um, mm-hmm. you know the the idea of of that changing things, and now he's in like an alternate universe where he's yeah. like you know with with Black Cat now instead of Mary Jane, and you know has to get her to fall in love with him again or whatever. Um. Looking at that from ama- from from the Amazing Spider-Man perspective, it's like okay, so it's it's weird because it's like okay, so the lizard might not have ever killed Gwen's dad, so yeah. Dennis Leary might still be around, right? Yeah, but uh, and Electro's not going to die, but Dane DeHaan didn't come back, so he didn't save Dane DeHaan, so Dane DeHaan presumably still became the Goblin and still definitely killed. Gwen Stacy. So, like, what does that look like? Does that so, mean that, like, yeah? Oh, go ahead. So, same, same, same premises. Like, our Spider-Man Returns is you fold in No Way Home. Like that, really, that happened to Peter three. Definitely, that the catharsis he got from when he when he saved Michelle and like got to kind of like get some kind of closure, right? Yeah, and yeah. more, and be like, okay, I think I'm gonna go back to pulling my punches again. I'm not gonna like be as dark and angry as I have been, you know, the, the dark, the darkness that he was hinting at. Right. So he drops back, he's in his New York. And then what if he goes back home? There's a knock on the door. He opens it. It's Gwen. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Whoa, what happened? And she's like, I don't remember. I like stuff happened. And like, there was a flash of light and I was falling but and like you know, Aunt May is also like, "Whoa, holy crap! Like we buried her. She's dead. What the heck's going on?" And then maybe we do yeah. get clone stuff. Oh yeah, I do think playing with the clone saga stuff makes the most sense for Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man because of the sci-fi kind of like super science. 
Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more of that in there, and it and it feels he feels very like '80s '90s Spider Man in the way that like Toby's felt like '60s '70s mm-hmm. Spider Man. Yeah. Um. And so like all of that stupid shit fits right in with him. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um. Yeah. Like you can even do like a Ben Riley. Oh yeah. Like for sure. Andrew Garfield playing another version of himself. You know. That would be really cool. Yeah, it would be interesting. Because, um, uh, you know. Oh, okay. that would be. Oh, man. He goes back and then he he there is a Spider-Man already and it's not him. And he's like, what? And you find out that he died at some oh. point. Oh, and the man. only reason that he's alive is because he's coming back from the no way home. He himself is like a, a variant is like a, a variant thing. Yeah. And the guy that's walk, going around being Spider-Man is a clone of him, Ben Riley, And it's like. What? I, I don't know how to process this. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you, you died, yeah. man. Like someone had to pick up the slack, or like I don't know yeah. why I'm here. I was just I I I don't I'm not up on my Ben Riley. I don't know like how is he aware that he's a clone the whole time, or does he learn that he's no, a clone? No, he okay. thinks that he's Peter Parker for a long time, and then learns that he's not, and then takes the name of like Uncle Ben and Aunt May's maiden name, I think, which was Riley, or his mother's maiden name, or something oh. like that. So his name is Ben Riley. That's fun. Um. Yeah, but it's but yeah, so you could do that. I think that could be kind of interesting. Yeah. The idea of like Andrew Garfield like playing off of himself is interesting because then you could also have like Ben Riley be the guy that like doesn't pull his punches and is a little darker. Yeah, and he's like trying to convince him to like stop. Hey, you no, know? dude, I know exactly where you are, but like, trust me, we don't. It, it, you yeah. know, it's it doesn't end anywhere good. You know, blah blah blah. Yeah, um, I think there's something interesting there that would be cool because you get Andrew Garfield getting to play a very different kind of character. Which we know he'd probably appreciate. And then what I really like about other Gamora in Guardians 3 is it gives Zoe Saldana, like, she is a different character. Yes. She's almost kind of closer to the the comic Gamora than... 100%. I thought that too. Like, yeah. Like, whiskey drinking, shit kicking, middle finger Gamora. Yeah. For sure. I'd be like, hey, hey, Emma Stone, you're going to come back, but you get to play, like, a very different kind of Gwen because she's, she's a clone. Like, what does that mean? Right. You know? Right, right. Maybe she's really yeah, dumb. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, who who could direct that? I mean, like, kind of. Unfortunately, it's like opposite of Sam Raimi, where it's like, well, what did Mark Webb really do? Unfortunately, so like, right. Any any. I mean, it'd be really, really. I would. I would love to see at least one Spider Man movie directed by a woman. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, we're going to get a Venom movie directed by a woman. Hey, hell yeah, we are. (laughs) So, yeah, that's something. I'm drawing Um, a a blank. Ah, man. Um, I'm trying to. Oh, man. You know what would break the Internet? But, you know, we're talking about crazy 90s, 80s, 90s, super science bullshit. Um, Imagine a a Colin Trevorrow. Amazing Spider-Man movie. Oh, my God. Um. God, people would fucking uh, jump, want to jump off a, want to jump off a bridge, um, want to jump off the clock tower that Gwen died on. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we know he likes clones, so we know he likes clone stuff. That's true. That's true. That's true. Can't can't deny that. Um, that's interesting. Uh, I I like that. I don't think anyone else would like that. Oh, by the that that sound you heard, listeners, that was that was Zach Luna throwing his phone against the wall. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Zach. We love you so much. Um, <laughs> See you next week, buddy. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, longer than that. Um, uh, we got four movies to get through. Before oh, that's we get through. right. Three that's right. three movies to get through before we get to him. Um, I forgot about Spider No. Uh, uh, so so couple of couple of uh, like the the thing that jumped out to me immediately um, was uh, maybe David Robert Mitchell. Oh yeah. That's interesting. He because because it's not he's not so far removed from Webb, but I think that he has a much stronger authorial vision than Webb ever did as a director. Um, and he's worked with he's worked with Andrew Garfield before on on Under the Silver Lake. Yeah, super underrated movie. Yeah, yeah. Because um, like because he's a total skis bag, Andrew Garfield, and Under the Silver Lake. And so, like, yeah, did he have Ben Riley kind of being like a little, a bit nastier, not as much of a of a sweet soft boy as 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 Peter? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's something there. There's Maybe something there. Um, oh, Kristen Stewart as a as a Peter clone. Imagine that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, and, and of all of the I don't Peter, think she would ever do that in a million no, years. No, not in a million yes. billion. Not unless she was directing it too. Men and me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And even then, I don't know. <laughs> no. I just know that like of all the of all of the actors, uh, Andrew was the most like vocal about. Remember in three, he was like, hey, maybe maybe he meets a guy. Maybe he kisses a guy like that could be cool. Yeah. And so right. I don't know. Clone, gender, identity, that kind of that could have some some interesting stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I think there's I think there's a world where there's like a cool amazing Spider-Man movie that like doesn't portray like the vibes of the original ones, mm-hmm. you know, stays in universe with those but is also like more um good. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like it's it's consistent but it's better, you know. Catherine Bigelow? Um, interesting. I, I don't she, know that I like that. I know she's mostly um, been in like docudrama world, but before that she made Point Break, she made Near Dark. I mean that's true. I I would be curious what one of those movies from her would look like today for like sure. a non docudrama because I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she definitely did. What was that Strange World? What was the movie that she did? That was like the oh damn yeah yeah damn. it was like a New Year's Eve like like techno thriller or something. Yeah, um, gosh, drawn a blank. Yeah, with Ray Fiennes, I think. I think uh, that's who that was, right? The Duffer Brothers. That's interesting. I desperately want Duffer Brothers to do an X Men. Oh, I want. Yeah. I want them. I want them to make the X Men movie that For sure. M- the Marvel Studios eventually makes. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, by the way, uh, it's totally off top. I'm, I'm sick of. I'm sick of people being like, "Where's the X Men? Where's the X Men?" The answer is we have to wait until 2025. Uh huh. Because of copyright stuff. Right. Right. I don't know. Right. It seems like people are like, "Why um, isn't this happening?" There's a very, there's a very like hard set logistical reason why that isn't happening. Yes, yes. Um, not going to happen before 2025, and it's not going to happen until after all this Kang shit. So. Which, woof. We're, yeah, we're going to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just pictured, like, I just pictured uh, the trailer, the teaser trailer, and then, like, bum, 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 the A, but then it's, like, Avengers, all this Kang shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, after Secret Wars, we'll we'll, we'll actually they'll start they're start moving and grooving toward an X Men movie, I'm sure. Because I bet you, after Secret Wars, they put Avengers on ice for like the foreseeable future, and mm-hmm. the Avengers movies will be X Men movies. That's Ooh, my guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Maybe they'll put the Avengers on ice. <laughs> Literally. Hey. <laughs> like Captain America. <laughs> um, um, uh, if they ever... We, we haven't seen the Marvels yet, but the Marvels looks really good. And a Nia DaCosta Spider-Man movie would be interesting. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, if she was interested in it, that would mm-hmm. be cool. Um, I, you know, and as far as like who would write it, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, that's, that's complicated. Like these, these movies, they, they are, um, they feel, I mean, you know, they feel very dated. This 2014, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 2 feels like a movie from like 2009. Um, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Cause this was, this is the same year as Into Darkness, right? 2014. So I think the year I think darkness was 13. Oh, is that right? I okay. think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, this was like the Era. end of their professional relationship. Oh, for sure. Chris and Orsi. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like there is something you hit the nail. There is something very like clone saga nineties about both of these movies. Yeah. At their best. Yeah. I think that's why people want to see Andrew Garfield with the black symbiote and with Venom so much mm-hmm. is because they're like, it, uh, it makes so much sense. And I, and I can't disagree with them. Like yeah. vibes wise, like that absolutely makes sense. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm so sick of the symbiote at this point. Like, you know, everybody wants to see uh, uh, Tom Holland in this, in the black suit. And I'm like, why, why, why would anyone want to see that? <laughs> he went as dark as I want to see him get when he was like punching Norman yeah. to death. Yeah. No, I don't ever want to see him in the black suit. I never want that. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Um, all right. Amazing Spider-Man. There it is. Weird. The 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 Garfield the web of Garfield <laughs> has has come to a close. Spider Man web uh, of Garfield. <laughs> next week, um, we start talking about uh, the homecoming movies, the the MCU movies, and and the and then the Spider Verse movies will be on the other side of that. So, yeah. very much looking forward to um, the future rest of the season. Typical uh, franchiseography shit. So all new, um, all original. Yes. Um, so uh, look forward to that uh, starting next week with a Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I almost I almost wanted to do like a <laughs> rate, rate review, uh, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, go go check out the um, uh, the Patreon duelingzone.com slash support. Uh, Leaving a review would be will... really cool, though. It does help us out. It does, it does, but only if it's five stars. Um, if yeah. it's not, it, it's a it's a waste of the algorithm's time. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate your honesty, but also, like, I, what are you doing? <laughs> You're not a hero. <laughs> Chill. Um, that was Aunt, that was Aunt May's line, right? Or that was that's what Aunt yeah. Ben said. To- <laughs> yeah. You're not a hero. Chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, no one, no one, when you're on your deathbed, no one's going to be like, well, at least he had the integrity to give that podcast three stars instead of five. Um, <laughs> oh, I genuinely don't want to drag this out, but I also was like, I don't want to have this conversation off mic and then regret not having it on mic. But like, oh, sure. People have been wanting Mephisto for years. It's like, hey, dude, there's a very good reason for him to make a deal with Mephisto. Heard you lost Gwen back. Heard you lost your lady. 
you're in the you're still oh that's pretty good that's pretty good i it's very weird the idea of magic entering into like the garfield (laughs) universe i think it's like the last thing this universe needs (laughs) but 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 i love the idea of you thinking it's mephisto and it's a guy that's presenting it as magic but in reality it's just a clone of gwen boom yeah we fold it in we fold mephisto into the clone saga that's that could be interesting um spider-man brand new day oh boom that's good i like that (laughs) um anyway that would get butts in seats i could tell you that much hell yeah um yeah anyway okay i think you cracked it i think that's the i think that that's the way you go um i love that uh all right yeah because then you have you have him come back and and his villains are alive and happy and and have all moved on and he's like that's really cool for them but <sighs> like you know Gwen so fucking I, bad. I, yeah i don't have gwen um it, it's really cool that they're all happy but like i'm fucking miserable still and i don't even have like the other peters to like be my, like i don't even have that, that camaraderie anymore yeah. i just lost it i had it for like 20 minutes and now it's gone i miss my brothers uh, yeah and like yeah like he would totally be in a place where he would be like i well, maybe maybe i deserve to be happy i don't know yeah, like Peter one. I mean, Peter two made a made a wish and fixed his life. Maybe I can do the same thing. Yeah. Wow. God, that's really good. I like that. And he would be easily tricked because, like, he would be like, "Well, magic exists in that universe. Maybe it does exist okay. here." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. That's good. I like that. Nice. Good job, Nick. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. So, so uh, Sony, I hope you're listening. Uh, call us up. We'll write both of these movies for you. Boom. Um, yeah, <laughs> both. We'll do Spider-Man Returns, and we'll do Amazing Spider-Man 3, I, and they'll both be exactly in the tone that they should be. Uh, where are your guys? Uh, call us up. Let's, yeah. let's, let's make this happen. We won't, we won't have to worry about any magic blood or 9-11 truth or you know, conspiracy theories. Nope. Not, not, not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's something you could do is rewatch Amazing Spider-Man 2 and be like, is there any... 9-11 stuff mm. in this. <laughs> hmm. uh, God damn it, Orsi. Um, anyway, <laughs> you were the chosen one. Uh, <laughs> you magic blood. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you next week with Spider-Man Homecoming. Bye. Catch you later. Baby, I'm not moving on. I love you long after you're gone. Stops beating for you And long after you're gone, gone, gone I'll love you long after you're gone